0: Welcome to the Passionate and Profitable Podcast, where the world's most successful entrepreneurs share their secrets to making a massive impact while earning a massive income.
1: Here's your host, Kira Palme.
0: Welcome to the Passionate and Profitable Podcast. Today we've got Jennifer Hootie in the house. What up, Jennifer? What is up? And for those of you who don't know who Jennifer Hootie is, you're about to be as blown away as I am by her because she's the founder of Conscious Copy and she's one of the most sought-after email copywriters in the online marketing space. She writes copy for six and seven-figure marketing campaigns. So the top information marketers and influencers in the world, including Joe Polish, Dean Graziosi, Eben Pagan, Bulletproof copy, Coffee, Bedros Coolian, who I've also had on the podcast, Sally Hogshead, Shaleen Johnson, and many others hire Conscious Copy to help them build out their strategy and craft results-driven copy that converts cold leads into raving fans. Jennifer has also spoken on stages alongside of Lewis Howes, Russell Brunson, Russ Rafino, Keith Yacke, Chris Regard, and many others. Many refer to her as the modern-day muse for entrepreneurial leaders, helping them get clear of the message that they need to amplify out into the world. Jennifer, you're a badass girl. I'm so stoked to have you.
1: Mm, Thank you so much. I love that. Like, there is so much enthusiasm in that intro. I'm like, I want to, like, bring you with me everywhere I go to, like, make it. Who are you? She'll tell you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Next time you, like, speak with all these amazing people, you can be like, yeah, this is just my, uh, this is my hype girl. (laughs) Anyway, um. So I'm so fascinated and this is a great time because I'm actually uh, talking about copy this month with my Facebook group. So you are just like an angel, an angel who landed in my podcast here. Um, But I want to know, first off, like what is conscious copy? Like, because at first I was telling you, I thought it was just like a cool business name, but Mm -hmm. you're like, no, there's way more to it. So what is, first off, what is copy and then what's conscious copy?
1: Such a good question. Um, So I define copy as written words that sell. Or it is also known as like um, psychology and human behavior plus written words. Mm. So um, the difference, a lot of times people will confuse content with copy. I believe content is just like value-driven information. Mm. And copy is those written words that persuade or motivate someone to take action. Mm. Um, so whether that's um, in a webinar, in a webinar script, whether that is in a video sales letter, whether that's on a sales page, whether that's on a landing page, whether that's in your emails, you're trying to get someone to take some sort of action. And uh, conscious copy um, it's, yeah, it's not just the name of my business, but really the definition that I have for conscious copy is written words that sell with integrity and authenticity. Mm. And I really look at, I, I see that there's three types of copy out there in like the far left side. There's what I call internet marketery copy. And that's <laughs> like, it's like the generic voice. Um, It's very, like, aggressive. It's the stuff that, like, really did work for the last 10, 20 years. Um, But the mentality around it is, like, if someone doesn't buy immediately, you just, like, throw out that lead. Um, It's also a very, like, push-based copy. Mm -hmm. And um, the example I use, it's kind of like a one-night stand. Like, you're just trying to get, like, that hit it and quit it. Yeah. Um, And the definition is, like, words that sell aggressively. Yeah. And then on the far right hand side is what I define as hope copy. And so that's kind of like a fluff voice or a very technical voice. Um, It's like all give, but no take. Mm. Um, I also call it like the lost puppy marketing. So you're just kind of like wandering around hoping that something sticks. Yeah. Uh, Or it's like, there's no charge. There's like no push or pull. Um, It's kind of like the friend zone. So it's like, you got no game. Like maybe it's like, oh, so much good information. Yeah. But they're like dropped into the friend zone because they're like, I'm not totally clear um, that, or know that this person can really help me. And it's like all leads, but no customers. Or the definition is words that give value, but don't inspire action. Mm. Um, and then I believe that there's like a completely separate um, niche, which is conscious copy. And so that's copy that's very clear. It really connects with people. It converts. It's in your voice. So it feels really authentic. Um, it's value-based and like value-driven. Um, you're going for the long game. So you're kind of going for the marriage and there's like micro commitments along the way. But the way that you approach the copy and the way you approach the relationship with your prospects is going for that long game. It's like poll-based copies, so you position you can position yourself as being the expert and have like there's there is literally a scientific way to make people come to you. Mm-hmm. Um and like I shared, it's like written words that sell with integrity and authenticity.
0: Mm. This is great, too, because I had an argument with my boyfriend this weekend, and so now I'm going to scientifically uh, <laughs> inspire him <laughs> to love me a lot more today, so I'm going to see him in like an hour, so give us the goods, Jen. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm curious, like how, like, I I know that there's fundamentals uh, mm-hmm. to conscious copies, so what would you say are some pointers to write conscious copy? Like, you know, what fundamentals do we need to know so that we can start implementing this in our businesses or to get our boyfriends to love us more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Okay. So something in my journey of being a copywriter and also studying copy is recognizing that there are the fundamentals. There's the things that never change. And, I I really studied from, and I have so much respect for what I call like the OGs, which are like the old gangsters and marketing and copywriting. So Claude Hopkins and Eugene Schwartz and Gary Halbert and studying from, and then also studying like Robert Cialdini and persuasion mm. um, or persuasion and influence and really understanding the human mind. So um, when it comes to copy, one of the first fundamentals is addressing the problem, mm-hmm. showing that there's a solution, and then building a bridge from one to the other. And surprisingly, it's something that people really don't do. Um, and – or they do and they don't do it in the correct way. And here's what I mean by that is you need to um, – Robert Collier, here, which is also an old copywriter, says – enter the conversation that's going on in the prospect's mind. Mm. So, um, so often we write copy from our perspective in our world, assuming that our prospects understand the language that we're using. But the truth is a lot of times we, we you know, we know what, what we're talking about in a much deeper way and we start to use very technical terms. Mm. Rather than entering the conversation that's going on in their mind, And using their language. So um, an example of this would be like in the fitness space, I'll see fitness coaches or health coaches be like, you know, discover about macros and the ketogenic diet or whatever. But that's literally foreign words to your prospects. You need to use the language that they're using, which is like, I want to lose weight. I want to fit into my high school jeans. You know, I feel like I'm big boned. I feel like I can't do this. Like, what are the language they're using? And so in that problem area, like, what are the problems that they currently believe that they have? Mm. Or what is their problem that they're struggling with in their language, in their language? And then what is the solution that they want in their language? So often when we're writing copy, we're, we're painting the picture of what we think that they want, but it's like, what is it that they really want? And then we... Along that, that journey from where they are to where they want to go, they see a bunch of roadblocks or objections that are getting in the way of that. And we need to answer those Mm. in advance. And more specifically, it's like meeting them where they're at in those objections and rather saying like, that's a dumb objection being like having compassion and empathy and being like, yeah, you, you might be believing that you can't do this because you've tried this seven times before and you failed every single time. And I can imagine how frustrating that is for you. And I can imagine that you're, you're really believing that, like, can I do this? And you may be asking um, yourself, like, um, do I just need to get used to living life like this? Or can I really change? And meet them where they're at and then guide them through um, and, and, like, help them create a paradigm shift and bust some of their objections to get them that much closer to the destination. So, like, the fundamental, like, problem-solution in their language and, and build that bridge.
0: So, and do you, like, start out with a – like, I'm sorry. Do you start out with a question a lot of the times? Like, hey, are you struggling to lose weight? Like, how do you really get them to stop their thumbs from scrolling and really interrupt their pattern?
1: Mm, super good question. So, one of the other uh, – another fundamental, which you just shared is, is a pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. So it's like getting them like, what is the one thing that you can like shift their perspective with um, and and get them to stop and and put their presence on you. And a great way to do that is a question. Mm -hmm. So you ask them a question that they can immediately answer in their mind with like a yes or no. And then that is them immediately qualifying themselves as yes. And I want to learn more or no. And that's irrelevant to me Mm -hmm. because um, something that I learned from my good friend and, uh, client and mentor Joe polish is good marketing attracts in the right people and repels the wrong people and sometimes we get scared of that we get scared at the idea of repelling people yeah. away from us, but the truth is that 's like one of the best things in the world and like when I call my business conscious copy i 've never had someone come to me that like resonates with the internet marketery copy yeah because my name already repels those people away, and that 's what I want because then i don 't have to spend time disqualifying them as not being a good fit, right? So, ask those questions that get people to put themselves in the yes bucket, and I want to learn more than no bucket. So, mm. you're absolutely right of like creating a pattern interrupt of asking that question.
0: Got it, awesome, and then kind of bridging the gap. And what comes after that?
1: Yeah, so you want, like, anytime you're starting to write copy, you want to first. Um, address where is it that the person currently is by asking those questions of like, are you experiencing this or are you struggling with this? Mm. Um, Or do you wake up in the morning and immediately you're thinking about this? Mm. And then from there, you want to go into, like after you ask those questions, which basically get them to qualify themselves if they want to read more, is paint the picture of showing them that you know what they do want. So Mm -hmm. the next thing is like, do you want to experience, you know, the destination Mm -hmm. um, that they really want? And do you want to wake up every, like in the health space, do you want to wake up every day and have, um, like wake up without an alarm, having energy excited for the day? Um, Do you want to... um, go throughout your day 2 p.m hits and you don't need coffee or you don't need a nap because you feel totally energized or in your business do you want to wake up um pull up your computer pull up your calendar and see a full um a full set of uh, sales calls already scheduled in your calendar of qualified leads and and you you want to paint that picture to them like Specifically, and sometimes people, the mistake that I see is people go too general. Like, do you want to experience freedom? Do you want to experience happiness? And it's like, <laughs> totally, yeah, that's awesome. And, like, narrow it down to a situation in their life. Do you want to go out for dinner with your significant other and be able to, be able to order the nice bottle of wine? Yeah. Do you want to close your laptop at 3 p.m. Know that everything's handled so you can pick your kids up from school and take them to soccer without feeling this anxiety in yourself of there's so much to get done. Like put them in a situation so where they're like, yes, Mm. that's the next step. Mm.
0: And I love it because you're actually planting visuals into their brain to see. And so not only are they experiencing emotions, but they're seeing these visions in their brain of what could be possible once this problem is solved. And so now they're starting to move. Now they're starting mm-hmm. to move. I really like it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Awesome. So the, the next step is, um, or I should preface this, in the influencer space, in like the coach expert thought leadership space, which is where um, my team and I write like that's where we play and we write all of our copy is it's really important to share your like me too story. Mm. So then relate. The next step is like relate to them by being like um, I was in your shoes Mm. and like being real and authentic with it and being vulnerable and like not creating smoke and mirrors Um, and not like over, Uh, what's it? Over dramatic, yeah, yeah, being like way over dramatic with it. Just be like, because some people in the industry are doing that, and and it again, it worked, but it's not working as much anymore because people's BS meters are going through the roof, yeah. and they're starting to smell that bullshit, and they're like, oh that feels fake or inauthentic. They know they're really smart, and so, like, share your me Too story of how you were at where you they were, you got to where you wanted to go. And then share, like, what was that shift or that pivotal moment for you um, mm-hmm. that – and usually it's very complementary to your product or service that had you create that shift of, like, I knew something needed to change and here's how I did it.
0: Mm. Now, do you recommend with that – because I listen to some of Russell Brunson stuff um, and he always talks about that one thing – Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's in his webinars. So do you recommend the same thing with copy of focusing on like, and it wasn't until I discovered marketing funnels that my entire life changed. And just for example, using that one thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. um, Because as soon as we start introducing other things, it gets messy and it gets confusing to the human mind. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like being authentic with it. Um, and, uh, a situation that I see people get held up with in this step of the process is they don't know what story to share and they feel like they need to share their entire lives. And -hmm. the truth is you just need to share one story because every good story, like, um, I study a lot of, uh, Hollywood screenwriters and read a lot of books around storytelling and every, even like every show, every movie has one main theme and one main concept mm. and there's like a one yeah the theme and the concept around it and so your story needs to be the same because as soon as you start introducing other things it just gets confusing
0: wow yeah now that i think about it every episode of any show i've seen has always been about one thing Mm -hmm. They're always solving a problem. And think about it, everyone listening, every episode of any show you've seen, any movie you've watched, they all start with problems because problems hook you and Mm -hmm. problems make you want to move and you want to figure out the solution. So you know, it's very much like copywriting here.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. Sharing so much value. I love it. All right, so you're doing the Me Too without over being overly dramatic and uh, you know bullshitty, <laughs> and then you introduce that one thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from that one thing, in um in your storytelling, like I have, I have a course that's called Storytelling because in stories, it's like you can pers- like motivate people and persuade them without being like really, really direct about it. Mm -hmm. Um, In your story, you want to start to answer what were some of the objections that you went up against? Like, so once you realize this one thing or on your journey to find that one thing, there was these different objections that started popping up in your life and how did you overcome them? Mm -hmm. And when you're crafting your offer, you want to really make sure that the objections that you bring up in your story are very congruent to the objections that your ideal clients are going to be running into because now you can start to uh, answer the objections that they have in their mind through your story. Mm. So you may be like, um, you know, I I realized email marketing was my, you know, was my ticket to finally being able to create a business on automation and scale, um, scale my company. But then I ran into this problem of the technology component of it and it, the technology just seemed so complex. And so I tried setting up my first set of emails and they were going, you know, they started going off at the wrong days, the wrong times into the wrong people. And then I figured out, Oh, this is how I solve that problem. And I worked through that. And here's how I did it. Or, um, I started to realize like, okay, not only with, with email marketing, um, I'm going to need to learn how to actually write the emails within those, like and then learn copy. And here's how I did that and mm. bust through that belief because those are the questions that people are asking in their mind. Like, okay, I see how that one thing may help me, but what about this, this, and this, you need to answer mm. those so that by the end of the story, they're, they're like pretty enrolled in yeah. that being the one thing that they actually need.
0: And so you probably just want to have a really short summary of how you solve each problem, right? So yeah. that it doesn't turn into like a narrative.
1: <laughs> totally. totally. Like you can even, you can even use examples of your clients. Like if you're writing in your, your coach, um, a great way to answer objections um, is the objections that maybe your clients had when they first came, you mm-hmm. know, so-and-so. And, and this is, this is the simplest version um, to do this. It's like so-and-so had this problem. Yeah. Here's why. And then this is like the belief that they had. And then they busted through that belief. And then here's the solution that they had. Like it literally can be even a couple sentences and that's it. Like that's a story in itself.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So good. Yeah. So by the end of the sales page or the webinar, whatever it is, people pretty much have no objections left. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from there, that's when you can start to introduce your product or service. Mm. And it's like the biggest mistake that I see um coach it, like coaches in particular mm. um run into with their sales pages or their webinars is they immediately start off by introducing their coaching. Um, and the truth is your coaching is not the destination. Your coaching is the airplane. Mm-hmm. No, like n- Nobody just wants a coach to have a coach. They want a coach to get somewhere. So really painting that picture of that destination that you're going to help them get to and then showing them that your coaching is the airplane that's going to help get them there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you don't want to introduce that until after they're bought in. That you see where they're currently at right now, where it is that they want to go, and that you you understand them and some of the thoughts that are coming on in their mind as to why they can't get there. Yeah And then you introduce your solution, your airplane. Mm.
0: Now, I see a lot of people transition into a sale in just like a really awkward way or an aggressive way, or as you call it internet markety way. <laughs> So how would you recommend that we transition into the sales so that we can sound like we're conscious humans because we are, we
1: don't know how to do this. Totally. So, um, I believe that, and when I share this, it's coming from a total place of like a me too, because that's exactly how I felt like I was so good at giving people, like, value, value, value. And then as soon as it was, was, like, making that transition, literally, like, if if it was on a phone call or um, a webinar or VSL, like, literally my voice would change. Mm -hmm. And I would think of it as being, like, this 180-degree shift of, like, okay, now I've got to sell you. And some of the things that I learned along the way was – the sale starts as soon as your copy starts or the sale starts as soon as the conversation starts. Mm. And so just having that in mind of even when you're educating people, you're, you're selling them on your ideas Mm. and there's a couple great transitions. Like I'll go a little technical here of there's some great transitions that really helped me, which was, Um, after that education piece of like, where are you, where you want to go is you can literally use things like, okay, so now, um, I showed you where I know exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're following me so far, this is where you want to go. I'd love to introduce to you one of the quickest, most efficient ways to get there. Mm. And then you can simply introduce your product or service. Or you can be like, you've been with me so far. And you see that currently you have this problem and it's causing a lot of angst in your life and and it's going into different areas of your life. And you want this life where you can do X, Y, and Z and paint that solution. And so I'd love to show you a way of how you can get to that solution. Mm. And like almost um, one of my, again, clients and, and mentors, Dean Graziosi, taught me that when he does a sale, he gets like more amped up than ever. He's like, I'm going to like show up and be like, oh, I'm so excited. Now I get to show them that I can help them. And it's like a mindset shift of even in your copy, be like, oh, I'm so excited that now I get to give them the solution, the best solution.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Because I think most people have heavy feelings about the pitch because they're like oh do i have to manipulate them with my words and Mm -hmm. it's not about manipulation it's about influence and Mm -hmm. if you can influence someone to make a decision that changes their changes their
1: life then hell yeah everyone wins (laughs) yes yes it's so true and like you and i have learned this i know just being in the space of like we're totally a mirror like we're the mirror of like if we come even even in your copy maybe like if maybe that's just for like phone call sales gen or on a webinar, but like even in your copy realizing that voice that's going on in your mind as you start to write the offer, are you like amped up like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to change so many people's lives with this. Or are you like, Oh, I hope that people just give me money. Like, like if they're okay, like, you know, only if this like really, really fits them or whatever. Like, are you really owning yourself and like owning that you can help people? Um, And it's going to show up in your copy and like energetically getting a little woo here. Like it'll show up.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember um, I was first taught by one of my mentors how to do hard sales and so I basically was just really agitating people's problems. And uh, my close rate was insane. Like, I, I felt like such a boss at the time. But then that didn't last very long because I realized the clients I were getting weren't a good fit. But since I was so aggressive in my marketing or in my sales calls, they almost felt forced to sign up even if they weren't the best fit. So I had to get conscious too, Jennifer and I- be like, well, who do I need to be in order to attract hell yes clients that I always want to work with? Um, Mm. You know, and that's now the energy that I'm operating out of and that I'm writing from. Um, Mm. So that's really cool that you have that awareness because clearly you're kicking ass with that awareness.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And it is like, it's been, it continues to be like the biggest journey for me. Truthfully, it's like, yeah, it's such a journey and especially in the space of like coaching or services or where you're exchanging your knowledge for money. It's like a really vulnerable place to play it. Um, it's really easy for us like, because the stuff comes up of like, am I worthy or, or we'll get in our heads like, well, this is just my gift and it's really easy to do. And this person really needs my help, but they can't afford my regular price. So maybe, you know, I can make an exception just this one time. Um, And so it's like, it is a very vulnerable to to play in. Mm. Totally. Now I'm curious for you,
0: what would you say is responsible for helping you grow your business and working with such big players in such a short period of time? Because for everyone listening, Jennifer and I were speaking before this, and she used to be in the fitness industry. And then within like a, a year and a half, you just started writing copy because everyone thought your, your fitness copy was so great. And now I'm like, what? She's working with Dedros and, and Joe Polish. Like, it's insane. So, what would you feel was responsible for that huge shift in your business?
1: Mm, so, I would say, if if I had to pick like the one thing, mind you, of course, like there's like multiple things, but one thing is like really knowing that my business is only going to grow as much as I do. So just showing up in a completely different way, like rather than showing, yeah, just like really owning my gifts and like owning my value Mm. um, has been massive. And then, like, when I recognize some of those, like, thoughts popping up of, oh, am I worthy to do this? Or who am I to, you know, start writing copy for the people that I learned copy from? Like, no, like, I got this. Like, if I'm going to bet on anyone, I'm going to bet on myself. So I think it's, like, really just owning owning my worth and owning my value and doing the work. And I know a lot of you are probably like, shit, I've heard that so many times. And just give me like the three-step process. Um, and it's, it's like the truth though. It's really been that.
0: Yeah. So are you kind of growing out of referrals? Because I, I would imagine a lot of these clients are high-ticket clients are mm-hmm. you kind of growing out a referral now and just working for these big names or do you have some small projects that are more pass? I mean, it can be passive for you because now you have a team, but like, mm-hmm.
1: how are you making money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, um, the, the main thing that we focus on is just helping people in the coaching expert thought leadership space, like specifically business and personal development with their email campaigns and the, the two that we like really own and we know we can just like rock it with like that is our bread and butter are nurture campaigns and webinar campaigns. That's like all we do. Oh man. So we like niche down to like no other. And so my team, um, I have a team of copywriters that I've really trained on my process and that I'm constantly coaching um, and looking over all the copy and um, they. Like that's all we do is like these done for you projects for clients. And I know that I'll eventually like branch out. Like we have a course um, because I started doing a lot more speaking. And so I was like, I know that a lot of the times um, the people who are in the crowd maybe aren't that like seven, eight figure coach. So what is something that I can offer to them? Mm -hmm. Um, But the main driver has been these done for you campaigns and um, you're totally on point of it's been referrals. Like we have a campaign like queued up and ready to go, but I kid you not every single week I have like 10 to 15 quality referrals just come to my inbox every single week. Wow. So um, so I've really doubled down on that too. And this is something that I recommend for everyone. of looking at like, where are your clients coming from? And how can you double down on that? So we created a referral partnership program so mm-hmm. that I let all the people that refer me, because a lot of them are our clients um, that refer us. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give you a percentage mm-hmm. of everyone that you refer me. And they're like, oh, you don't need to do that. And you're right. I probably don't, but I'm going to show my appreciation and double down on that because it's what's working.
0: Mm. Amazing. And so I would imagine you did a lot of networking to meet some of the heavy hitting people that have hired you,
1: right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like a big one. It's like where are your ideal clients hanging out Mm. and like hang out there. Yes, yeah, so
0: everyone invests in yourself. I, I know for me personally I used to think about these events like Tony Robbins or Amy Porterfield's having an event or whatever. And I used to be like, Oh, but it's a thousand dollars, I can't go. And so that used to be my mindset and I didn't understand why I was stuck in the same financial situation for years.
1: But mm. then when
0: I started being like, Okay, that's a thousand dollars and I can make ten or like something like that and not going into the Events being like I'm gonna pitch everyone I see. Yeah, just building relationships, keeping it real, and then hey, maybe someone I met is gonna refer their brother to me or something. But uh, but yeah, I totally. think networking is so important, especially in person, because like you said, everyone's BS radars are going off, and when you can, when someone can actually experience your energy in person, it's like so mm. different.
1: Totally, I couldn't agree more, and that's exactly the exactly where I was at too, where I'm like, I'm like the geek who forget loves those events. I'm like, I'm going to go anyways, cause they're so much fun. And then when I was like walking away with clients, I was like, this is the best thing in the world. Like, <laughs> holy shit. And, cause I, um, and I truthfully, I went into like one event. I'll never forget, like a, a little over a year ago, because I realized that I was like, wow, I'm just like going to these events and I'm like walking away with clients just like by being me and showing up. And so I went to this one uh, conference and the intention was like, I want to get like five new potential clients from this conference. And it was so stressful and Mm -hmm. my energy shifted because I was like constantly in the back of my mind, like, okay, who do I need to be talking to right now? And blah, blah. It felt gross. And so I walked away from it being like, that was not fun. Like Mm. when I can just show up, be present and fully trust that like, I'm going to talk to whoever I need to talk to. Mm. It always works out. And like going in with an intention of like, I'm going to show up, be me, have fun and just like, like own it.
0: Mm. Yeah, totally. So awesome. Well, um, of course I want to steer everyone in your direction and see what they can, uh, what, you know, where they can find you and whatnot. But first I'm curious for selfish reasons, what are some great copy resources that you would recommend? Like maybe some books that change your life. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned them before, but you said it fast and, uh,
1: I want to catch it again. Totally. So I'm like, I have my, my bookshelf right there. So I'm just going to look, um, the, where is the one that's so great that I recommend, The Advertising Solution? Mm. So Brian Kurtz and Craig Simpson are two badass marketers. Um, Brian Kurtz is like the king of direct response marketing. Mm. And um, they compiled this phenomenal book, which is like all of the top copywriters, marketers, and, like, their biggest lessons that they've gotten from each one of them. And it's my favorite book to recommend people as a starter because it's kind of like the first book before going down the rabbit hole because you get to learn about, like, Gary Halbert and Claude Hopkins um, and Eugene Schwartz and, like, what were some of the main principles that they all teach. And then I highly recommend diving into every single one of their books. So Mm -hmm. then um, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz is, like, the Bible – Of direct response marketing it's like to a $200 book or something but it's like the best investment you can make Um, I'm trying to look at the one that I have right over there it's covered up but it's by Claude Hopkins Um, scientific advertising and it's phenomenal um persuasion and influence by Robert Cialdini are phenomenal yes um Gary Halbert, like, I have a lot of his audios, so I listen to a lot of those. Um, those are some to start.
0: that
1: will keep us busy for, like, a year. <laughs> totally. Like, the thing that I've learned about copy and marketing, though, it's, like, keeping it simple. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, I get to look into seven, eight, even nine-figure campaigns, and they're not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Like, these people just do the fundamentals with so much – like, they're, they're just total gangsters. Like, they just do them with so much precision and consistency. It's nothing crazy fancy. Wow. That's good.
0: That's good. Because I think everyone overcomplicates it, especially when they're new. So uh, that's great to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you have shared so much value, Jennifer. So Mm -hmm. where can everyone go to follow you? Do you have any freebies you want to point people to? Share the goods Mm with us.
1: Cool. Yes. So um, if you head over to ConsciousCopy.co, it's a .code, not .com. Consciouscopy.co because our business name is Conscious Copy and Co. Um, if you go to Consciouscopy.co forward slash e um, e c s, it's effective email cheat sheet. Um, so it's um, Consciouscopy.co forward slash e e c s um i share an amazing checklist of like every time you write an email it needs to have these specific components to it and it's like a checklist so you keep it just like next to your computer and when you're writing copy you just look over do, do i have i think like seven or eight of these like specifics so um it's really helpful it's even what i use um when i write emails to make sure that i just have all the fundamentals in there so um that's where i would recommend you go check out and- that's that. awesome i'm gonna grab that right now
0: amazing yeah. all right well thank you so much it's been amazing having you here everyone head over grab jennifer's gift it's really great that she shared that with us and uh yeah i had a blast thanks for your time thank you
1: so much for having me it was so fun
0: Thanks for listening to the passionate and profitable podcast. For show notes and how to learn how to run a widely profitable online coaching business, visit kirapalme.com.